what loosh is 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 fear and it's control and it's anger and one of the best ways to describe how it's released from people is one might think back to 911 mm. that was the biggest release of loosh from humanity ever in existence uh, that one event that one day the loosh layer became giant so so what Wow. And and there are people like, are you familiar with a, um, a woman named Lisa Renee, Lisa Renee's work, no, uh, energetic synthesis. So she talks a lot of, about the negative ET agenda, et cetera, but it's, it's some of the, uh, let's say key players of what's going on out there on the planet are either directly or they're being influenced by some of the some of the beings that feed off of this that's what that's what they eat that is their food source and without mm. that food source they cannot exist Well, on today's episode of episode four for the new earth versus the new world order, today I have two guests. This is the first time I'm interviewing two people at once. And then on top of that, one of the individuals is located in England. Yes, I'm in, I'm not far from London. Perfect. So this will be my first international interview. And this will be episode four in a series of new earth versus the new world order for youtube the best way to check out the rest of the videos is to go to the playlist and look at all the videos under that series but if this is the podcast version all you have to do is look for the new earth versus the new world order episode one episode two and so on and this is going to be episode four and i'm going to let candace introduce herself and then priscilla after that will introduce herself candace Sure. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Candace Craw Goldman, and I am the owner and CEO, I guess, of quantumhealers.com. Quantumhealers.com is a support forum community for all kinds of alternative healers and practitioners. We started out supporting just Dolores Cannon students way back in 2008, but now we have an open community of all kinds of light workers, and we uh, are guru free and learn from each other across the board. And I'm also the creator and founder of BQH, Beyond Quantum Healing, a quantum healing method that for real has no limit. Perfect. And Chrisilla, for you. Well, hello. Yes, thank you for having me today, Jason. Thank you. Thank so, you for joining us. I'm Chrisilla Lewis. I work alongside Candace as a BQH practitioner, as well as a multidimensional channel. So I'm a psychic healer and I work separately working with clients to help them on their own spiritual journey if that is something that they would like to pursue well thank you very much for joining us i'm pretty excited about this and and i'm creating this series because i'm trying to get information from both communities so the light worker community and i like to call it the rabbit hole community just to make it youtube friendly <laughs> and i'm trying to piecemeal it all together and get feedback and information i just don't want it to be my point of view I'm, i wanted to get it from different individuals point of view and then 
also as you as a viewer you can take those similarities what this individual is saying and what they're getting from their sessions and then what this person's getting from their sessions and then you have all this information and you can just use it to your advantage so the first thing i'm going to begin with is the easy definition of when i say the new world order and that's pretty much dealing with negative individuals negative ets old programming negative programming uh, that's just the easiest way to describe that part of it and i'll let you two ladies decide who wants to tackle the question of what is the new earth oh we're going to start with what is new, the new earth and not is what the new world order is uh, you know it's kind of sad they both have the word new in them that's because, true you know actually what's new about the new world order it's it's all the old stuff just ramped up <laughs> Ah, I like that definition. I like it. I like it. Yeah, if you want to tackle the new world order definition first, go for it. Well, I don't know that I've actually even thought of that before. That just came out of my mouth. Uh, you know, and this isn't something specifically that I talk about typically. Sometimes clients bring that to me in my sessions as they probably do to many quantum healing sessions of all kinds with all practitioners across the globe you know yes, some people are more interested in that than others very often and probably most often for myself i have clients that show up for very physical reasons physical issues and life path issues sometimes those life path issues address these questions and absolutely uh, this kind of stuff comes up but it's not the only kind of session that I do, certainly. There are, I, I will have many sessions that none of this comes up at all unless it's you know directly impacting somebody's life. But, but I will say something that references something that you've just said a moment ago, which is one person's sessions versus another person's sessions versus another one's. Mm -hmm. And actually this morning, Priscilla, you, you uh, would know this mutual friend of mine, I was speaking with Allison Brown about this particular concept because she was talking about this subject almost exactly about what conclusions practitioners make depending on the sessions that, that show up for them. And there are some practitioners out there who make definite conclusions, you know, well, this is happening because I'm hearing this and this is happening because I'm hearing that. And I'm certain that there are practitioners who are very definitive in what they hear, right? You know, but I, as a practitioner, I get different versions of what is coming up. And I would, I would say to you that Dolores Cannon also had that happen. If you read her books closely, she Big will fan. say, <laughs> Big fan yeah, of books. Of course you are, you know, and here, here's what, then you will remember that, or you might recall that she actually very often, even though she herself made, made conclusions and would stand by the preponderance of evidence, shall we say, she would even in her books include sessions where there was different versions or slightly mm -hmm. alternate versions or, or actually different things completely. So how do you square that? You know, uh, is there an ultimate future truth? Is it all timeline distortions and separations? There's a lot of different ways of looking at this. Yes, I will tell you that I, as a practitioner, don't have a conclusion about that. 
And, and when I do some interviews like these, you know, some people want to know, well, what's going to happen? What's, what is happening in your sessions? What, you know, what's the future hold? And part of me kind of wants to giggle about that a little bit. I can tell you the trends I see. I can tell you the energies I feel. I can tell you about some of the things that are happening in the sessions. Um, I quite frankly, don't think anybody knows at all. And I think it's, that's for a reason. And I think it's partially why we're here is to be standing in this space together with others who are interested and who are exploring consciousness to try to get clues like you are saying, but I don't think anybody out there knows at all. And I think it changes moment by moment, day by day. I think what, what is happening within yourself and in your energy field plays into that as well. I think, you know, there's a collapsing of timelines is, is a mm -hmm. concept that's coming up. And so who knows what's going to happen? Scylla, what about you? What, what are you thinking as I'm going on and on in that way? Well, there's a lot of things that are going through my mind at this time. <laughs> so the, the clients normally take me down their rabbit hole with them you know, and as I talk with them, they would say, have you heard of this concept or have you heard of that concept? And I always make a point of writing it down so that I can continue my own research. But what I have found with what we term the new world order is in a way, the fact that we are changing, not only the world's changing, but we as humans are changing. And what I'm coming across is that as Candace said, there's a lot of things coming up with regards to health. And I am finding that a lot of people are being born or children, of course, being born with health conditions or with what we deem as HDHD, ADHD. And, you know, there's all these labels that are coming up and we are changing basically the world from the inside out is the way I see it. It's like we have tried to change and influence. You know, we know we need to look after the world in a better way. And there's things that's not working. But because we can't change it externally, it's like, okay, we are the volunteers and we're coming in and we're saying we're going to do it from the inside out. And the only way we can do it is by creating these conditions and enforcing change with regards to the food that we're eating, mm. you know, there, there, there's just so much that is changing. And, and if I, I had a conversation yesterday, for example, 10 years ago, you couldn't walk into a shop and say, I would like a gluten-free meal, you know? And as we're changing, we are getting the numbers together and we are actually creating the change from the inside out. I'm smiling over here because I just wrapped up episode three. And there's some similarities between the two. And I would like to add to Candace's comment was, was very interesting. that, And it makes sense. Is like if you know too much of the timeline, they're just going to change it on you anyway. So it will change on you if, if, if the, too much information is brought on one certain timeline. I was like because if one side knows too much of what's going on, then they're gonna pick up on what's happening and then change it anyway. So they have to keep changing the timelines of certain things. So I thought that was very interesting. And then Christella, 
what was pretty cool with you, what you were saying was talking about the kids. And that was the same thing in the last episode for episode three, where we were talking about how the kids are changing and even episode two. So it's a lot of things happening with the kids that change in oh, absolutely. Uh, kids with special needs as well. And then also with the DNA. So that's pretty interesting. I'm seeing some similarities again. <laughs> sure. I've had lots of sessions with parents who uh, are mystified by their children. And it's not just remembering past lives. I have a, a vivid memory of a man who, who came to see me who had two young children. And both of them remembered living other lives in other realms. One was inner earth, mm -hmm. the, you know, the world of Agartha. And the other one, his other child was, you know, talking about living on some sort of other planet in another system. And the family was kind of, well, they were going through some difficulty because he, he was fascinated by what his young children were telling him. And the mother in the family was, and this was a number of years ago, is kind of the beginning of some of what I was seeing in my sessions. The, the mother actually just wanted them to stop talking about it and become normal and not be ostracized. And she was actually terrified. She was quite wrapped up in the religious part of her life. And she was afraid that her religious community would label them as, you know, whatever, possessed or, you know, speaking of things that, that weren't acceptable, etc. And, you know, my, I was very happy to assist this father and, and many other parents too. I mean, I can think of many parents who are coming to have sessions to find out about their children. And so much of what comes back as, as advice from the higher realms is please feel free to talk about this with others. It's because it's happening more often than they might realize and imagine. And everybody's keeping it to themselves or not everybody, because of course we aren't, you know, people like us are, but you know, we mm -hmm. we're no longer quite worried about what people Think about well, we talk about all these crazy crazies, so to speak. Uh, right, things. right. <laughs> but you know, the the whole idea is your next door neighbor might have a child who is very similar, and if you have both parents, uh, you know, trying to minimize the the speaking and the remembering of the children of some of this information that's just naturally coming out of them what good is that doing anybody? And how is that helping anybody with expansion or moving into this place that we, we want to call the new earth? I think the new earth is one that is going to be accepting these kinds of realities and concepts, just like we accept differences amongst, you know, more 3D humans today. Well, since you mentioned the, the, the new earth, you want to get into that one? Well, I think that's sort of a, you know, as we're talking about, that's, that's one way of talking about it, where, where it's okay to talk about the fact that you can remember other lives, other realms, where, where you can talk about cosmic family and star seed brothers and sisters and mm -hmm. things that come through in dreams. Uh, you know, the new earth is simply... I think, well, it's not simply, it's, it, again, I don't think we know. I, I think we're, we're creating it as we go. I think part of it is going to be 
what we decide and how we decide and what we focus on, just like Scylla said, as we go. It, this is a collective, a, a co-creation. It's a collective effort. The, the earth herself is ascending. Humanity is also expanding and ascending and upgrading and evolving all at the same time. We're sort of partners or, you know, um, I don't know if partners is the right word. We're, we're moving along a similar energetic path and there's some crossovers. And I don't know about you, Jason, but I bet Scylla knows people and she herself has experienced. There's times when I've been outside, particularly where I'm just sure I'm already there. The, uh, some of the, the colors, the vibrations, the luminescence uh, that I'm seeing and sometimes, you know, you know, clean those glasses and rub my eyes and what am I really seeing here and seeing lights and sparkles and, and so, and, and I think those, those are glimpses and, and they are the edges of what is possibly being birthed right now. I think that we can experience some of that right now but how it actually is going to look is going to depend on all kinds of things and and where humanity's focus and heart is and and where we are in this process a lot of people talk about this being an instantaneous thing and you know that's some of where some of this confusion or some of these different ideas come in you know it's certainly nothing's been instantaneous from what i can see uh and Dolores herself used to say, even when she was alive, she used to say, you know, the, the new earth is just right there already. And in many, many of my sessions, the, uh, the higher aspects come in and say, the new earth is here right now. Mm. Uh, well, how does that work? You know, sometimes it's, you know, you can think about radio stations, right? You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're tuned in on this one, but all you have to do is just just knock that yeah. dial a little bit and you you are on to another channel and I think it might be something like that and I think those moments when you are feeling when your heart is really expanding sometimes doing sessions because I know you're a practitioner yourself so you know what that feels like and especially if you're seeing and assisting somebody else and they're they're having the energy move through you I think that's the new earth already too you know I think there's a lot of moments where it is already here and as we move in that way, um, I think we're helping create it. And I think all of that kind of control and hmm. uprising of, of the other side of this, shall we say, what's playing out on the earth's stage is helping some people who've just been coasting, shall we say, uh, mm -hmm. to decide that they don't maybe want that kind of thing, you know, and they want a different kind of life. And I think that is helping prompt kind of bring some people along. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's part of the great awakening and, and helping create the new earth. What do you think, Scylla? Well, like you said, Candace, we, I feel we are already in it, especially if you are awake and you are questioning the reality that you are in right now. Okay. Now I see it as two things. And, and I hear Dolores's voice in my head all the time. When you talk about reincarnation, and I've been here for a very long time, Dolores would say, well, what have you been doing wrong? You know, why have you been here so long? 
And I think the new world for me is the reawakening of who we are as spiritual beings, who we are at the core, and the fact that this is a matrix and an illusion. And I know that many refer this as, as a school, which is fine. But I think that where I see it in two different aspects is that many people have invested their energy in the beginning of time to say, this is a way we can expand on the awareness and the experiences of source to learn more about itself in a faster or quicker way. But then also you have the volunteers that come in and we as the light workers are here to say, wake up to the illusion that this separation between, between you and source is just that, it's an illusion. You are always connected. And it's about you reawakening to that so that we can dismantle this matrix and this illusion so that we can move on to different experiences. But we are so attached to this creation of this physical reality and its senses and this experiment that we keep reincarnating and thinking we can make it work. We can improve the experience instead of saying, no, there is more. We need to escape this. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. And that's perfect. That is great information. <clears throat> so the next question would be, with everything looking so good and everything is so beautiful, why would the New World Order try to stop those things? <laughs> because those beings that's not food for them mm, that's uh, it's all about it's all about louche you know i first heard about louche are you familiar with that term jason no louche? that was going to be my next question what is that sure <laughs> well i actually learned about louche um very long time ago reading the books of robert monroe and he is a, gosh that just gave me the chills it, it, it was one of my very first early clues about all of this. So Robert Monroe was somebody who, he ended up creating the Monroe Institute, which is all about consciousness, uh, exploration, and out-of-body travel. But he started out by writing two or three books, and that man actually saved my life. <laughs> he really, really did. In the uh, mid-1980s, I was having spontaneous out-of-body experiences, the mid-1980s. So just think about that time frame. No internet, no, none of the stuff that's going on, like the kind of conversations that we're having right now, none of that was available. And I wasn't sure what was going on with me. I didn't even have a name for it. And somehow, somehow that my library had managed to, to put a copy of Journeys Out-of-Body uh, my university library, I was living in uh, North Carolina at the time, going to school at East Carolina University in Greenville, um, North Carolina. I found that they had that book. And in that book, uh, Robert Monroe talked about what he learned because, you know, his whole his whole writings in these books was about his adventures, what he would learn when he would leave his body. And as he progressed, you know, he found that there were a lot of different realms that he would visit when he would leave his body. And he named them different things. And he named them different concepts and different levels and different, all these other different things. And I won't even go into any of that right now. Not that I uh, specifically have those 
concepts um, memorized. I've not been to the Monroe Institute um, myself. But one of the things that he talked about was he would sometimes simply fly with his um, light body form, his out of body form, uh, you know, across the upper levels of the planet. And he began to notice that there was a certain emanation from the planet that was collecting um, in an outer layer. And he was able to even talk a little bit about what that was, what created it. And he also was able to talk a little bit in very basic terms, a little bit about what he saw happening with it. So it was, Lush is what he termed um, a, a substance. And he watched how the substance was created and then how it collected around the planet. And what, what Lush is, is, is fear and it's control and it's anger. And one of the best ways to describe how it's released from people is one might think back to 9-11. Mm. That was the biggest release of Lush from humanity ever in existence. Uh, that one event, that one day, the Lush layer became giant. So so what, wow. and, and there are people like, are you familiar with the, um, a woman named Lisa Renee, Lisa Renee's work, no, uh, energetic synthesis. So she talks a lot of, about the negative ET agenda, etc. But it's it's some of the uh, let's say key players of what's going on out there on the planet are either directly or they're being influenced by some of the some of the beings that feed off of this. That's what that's what they eat. That is their food source. And without mm. that food source, they cannot exist. So that is one way of looking at the desperation that's happening out there. Uh, and our current focus on the events of the last uh, 16, 18 months have provided uh, plenty of loosh, plenty right. of food <laughs> uh, for, for those. And yeah, so there you go. You know, the, I actually read somewhere not not too many days ago. Somebody somebody said this. It may be a may have been Lori Ladd or somebody like that. As somebody who basically said, you, you know, your whole goal really here being a, a human is to just not be food. <laughs> and and that's what that means. Smart. It's like you know, it, it's pretty easy if you think about it. I mean, it kind of breaks it down to this very easy thing, which is find your passion, uh, you know, get out of anger and wallowing in, in, in past traumas and other things like that. All of those are loose creators. And, and if you can just change some focus and yes, we've all had our traumas. We've all been controlled. We've all been terribly hurt by others, shall we say. We talked about that a little bit before the show getting together. Um, mm -hmm. That's loose creation. And you know the, the idea is to just kind of stay away from that, acknowledge that what you've learned from that, uh, watch other people still kind of uh, be part of that with compassion and, and open your heart with love. And basically, you know, come on everyone, just don't be food. <laughs> wow that is new information 
that is new information. I never heard of that, but that was well put and made a lot of sense. So I never knew there was a term for that. So I've heard of, you know, uh, negative beings, you know, uh, consuming that stuff and living off of that stuff, but I never heard it like that before. So that was great. That was great information. What about Christella? Can you uh, top that one? <laughs> well, I think Candace covered it pretty well. But when I when I see a, a entity feeding on fear it's almost if you've seen harry potter and you see the death eaters i think they're called the death eaters and they're sucking Mm. that energy out of you you know Mm. and uh, that's kind of the visual that i have when i um see beings or the loosh you know word that we're talking about and yeah it's all about feeding on fear and it's about creating keep creating the fear keep feeding that fear so people will um it's almost as if we feel like our survival instincts kick in and it's as if we're gonna die if we don't fuel fill up our tanks with petrol (laughs) or we're gonna (laughs) die if we don't go and raid the stores and you know and it's and it's propaganda it is it's switch off your tvs because you know, that, that's what's happening here in the UK now. Everyone is panic buying again. And no one said we're running short. We're just saying we're short of drivers. And uh, um, gotcha. you see, and people immediately start panicking. And that's the thing. If, if everyone just switches off the televisions, I feel like, because uh, I was lost. I was like, what's going on? Because I don't watch television anymore. I am just so far removed from all of that. But, but Jason, how do you feel about it? You know, like the, the fear and the propaganda and Ooh. What, what would the world really be like if, if we just turn, turn off the televisions? Oh, there would be a different world if we turned off the t- televisions. Yeah. So that would be a whole new world because you, you, if you think about it, it, it is a lot of propaganda and, it, it, and you know, it's even been said on the news stations as well behind the scenes where fear sells and it's even in marketing where fear sells and sexuality sells and you know if you could combine the two you're probably going to sell more products some form or fashion but fear is probably up there as well and your mainstream media they know that even some of your smaller stream media they know it as well and it's clickbait too you know they'll promote the fear and people click on it and they're like oh my god you know all this is wrong and it's kind of funny i'll bring up my wife for example she'll read all these articles and she'll ask me how come you're not upset about it i'm like because that's not real that's fake that's made for you to click on it you know and it it took her a few years to realize it but she'll read the article and then next thing you know she said she'll tell me oh, we have to look into this and we have to buy this to solve this. And I'm like, no, no, this is how you fix it. This is, you know, you, you, you buy this, you get this and you're done. You don't have to get this type of system or whatever, you know, just use it as an example. But the world would be a very much different place. And from my eyes, for me, the way I deal with it, I just roll with the punches, you know, as it comes towards me. And even in my work life, my, my normal job, whatever problems come up, 
whether it's driver issues, which we deal with, and then logistics issues as well. We just deal with it. You know, we, we get products from A to Z and, and whatever problems come up, we just deal with it and solve it. But I don't let, let it ho- hold on to me anything. I just solve the next problem and go on to the next. But that's interesting. I was never asked that question before. I liked your answer. I really did like your answer as well. Because when you look at a story, there's so much more to a story, but the news outlet will only sell you this little bit. It will <laughs> only give you such a short insight. Yes. And you have to make up your mind on what this means to me with such limited information. Yes. Jason, I want to point out something that um, you got me thinking when you used the term roll with the punches. Excuse my what you're saying. <laughs> well, you know, here's, here's some of what I've noticed. You know, I've been in this healers community for a long time now. And are you familiar with the term? Uh, not that I'm saying you did this, but are you familiar with the term spiritual bypassing? Have you heard that before? No, ma'am. I'm all ears. Okay. Well, um, so there's this idea that, that everything's okay and you don't have to worry about or um, make any borders or lines or uh, boundaries in any way that you just will accept whatever's coming down the line. And that by standing up or declaring what you don't want, or that if you are not in favor of something, that that is just playing into fear and perpetuating whatever issue it is. And, and, and it's all nonsense. And we should all only just focus on, you know, butterflies and rainbows and unicorns mm, and okay. not do any of those things that there's a very definite portion of our community who lives their life that way. I'm not saying that they're wrong, but that is one version of uh, approaching all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little more of a realist. I'm a little more of a practical kind of gal. I really, really am. I can pay attention to, to all of these things, but I have real questions. I mean, we are, I look at what's going on in Australia. Look at what's going on in different pockets of the world right now. Um, I wonder how you respond to somebody physically trying to say force uh, uh, something into your body that you don't want uh, you know what are you going to do about that are you going to roll with that punch now i'm not go- i'm not <laughs> I have an answer <laughs> right, right i'm not going to do that uh, and that's my boundary and i get to decide as an um, you know integrous and autonomous and sovereign human being, I get to decide that. And that's a boundary. And for me, if you're too far on this scale of we're not going to pay any attention to anything, then you're not also defining uh, the kind of life that you would want you, your family, your community to be able to enjoy and create together. That Then it's just handing the, you know, the old control systems, everything they want on a platter. And I'm not going to do that. Yes, ma'am. I can relate to that example. For us, we're we're in a very similar situation in in the city of New Orleans, for example, because the mayor passed passed on a mandate that you had to be, you know, have your vaccine cards if you want to go into restaurants, grocery stores, the gym, the list goes on, events. And so, which doesn't hurt me per se. 
but it does hurt other individuals. And perfect example, I'll bring up my wife again. And she needs to go to certain events for her job as well. And I said, well, take this as an opportunity to do something else that you were supposed to be working on for years. And I said, you were supposed to make these, I'm going to use YouTube. So you're supposed to make these YouTube videos about these different projects you wanted to do. Maybe this is the opportunity for you to do it. She was like, oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> and the next thing you know, she whips out the camera, she's doing them all. And I was like, okay, uploads the first video. She already gets an email like, I love your purse. I love this. Where can I get it from? Boom. She already made her week's worth of pay right there. Excellent. Like, ah. I'm like, that's how you roll with the punches. You know, you just solve this problem and you move on to the next problem. And for work, for us, if it ever came down to work to where, hey, the company decided to go, you know, we don't want to get fined. We have over 100 employees. We don't want to get fined. We need y'all to do it. It's up to you if you decide to get it. If not, this is what we have to do. And this was discussed already as a hint, hint. And it was kind of like, you can work from the house. You know, you can work from anywhere in the United States. As long as you hit your deadlines, you're going to be okay. And I was like, all right, then problem solved, you know? So that will be good information for the tips. So this is very good. This is very good information. This is very juicy. So with that being said, what are some of the other things that the NWO tries to do to stop the new earth from happening? Is there anything else that y'all can recall? Because another good thing is that this video is not even more for the present. It's more for the future as well. And I think a lot more people, as they wake up, they'll relate to a lot of this information. Be like, oh, that makes sense. I, I personally feel that the truth will come out in the end. Mm-hmm. They may try and cover their tracks as much as they can and possibly want to right now. They'll have a lot of people following them and trusting them. But I feel like every single time they bring out another mandate or they say another vaccine or, you know, every time they try and implement something else, there's more people that are waking up. So I don't feel like they are winning. I, I don't think they're winning at all. I feel like we are well on track on going into the new earth and as Candace saying we are living it we are in it right now and it's just about other people also waking up to the their true purpose and I feel a lot when you live your life you go to work every day work isn't normal anymore you don't have nine to fives we don't have people using the trains and transport systems as they used to life isn't, isn't the same and would I want to go back? I don't think I want to. I'm actually enjoying what COVID has brought. And I'm actually enjoying the, 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 the freedom and the opportunities that has arisen from that or arose from that. Sorry, English is my second <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but, but um, you know, and, and like your wife, it's about how are you going to make the best out of this? Instead right. of because there's either you can let it get to you or hello there's new opportunities and I can actually live the life that I've always wanted to live. I think one of the things that your question brought up when, when I saw you smiling you a little bit <laughs> well <laughs> was you know the, the term gaslighting you know not everyone knew what gaslighting was mm -hmm. 
before the last few months. And everybody should know what that is by now uh, <laughs> because we've, we've pretty much been experiencing it in, a, in many ways. And even, you know, even the light worker community, we've been talking about this stuff for so long and we've been talking about, uh, you know, bringing the new earth to reality. Well, it's, it's like birthing, right? It's like giving birth and it giving birth is not without, uh, you know, some, uh, some trauma and some uncomfortable <laughs> moments. You know, this is, you know, what did we really think this was going to look like? Did we think it was going to be pretty and easy and we would just, we would just slide into this new place? Well, I think many of us did think that. And I think yeah. now, uh, even people in this community, even people who, who saw through so much, you know, I saw through, it was years ago. I, you know, I was born in 1961. And um, I remember I voted in my first election and I voted in my second election. I was an independent both times. And I went this one with one and this went, you know, went this way with the, the second one. And I remember after even that though, I remember really looking at it going, it doesn't, I just knew even energetically back then it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It's like, it was pre, I already had this clue. This is already pre-decided. This is already pre-decided. So I personally checked out of the system because I'm like, it's just not even going to matter. However, wow. I think, you know, and that was many years ago. And, and I think though, what's happening is we're, we, as a, uh, and not just America, mm -hmm. folks, not just America, every single nation out there uh, practically has been captured and this uh, program has been entered into it. And when the world wakes up to that, and, and what I believe is happening is, you know, some of the ridiculous things that are being presented to us, you know, again, the Lightwork community, we, we, we all many of us thought we were pretty awake a year or so ago. I, you know, show me one person in our community who hasn't gone. Wow. That too. Wow. That, that far in that subject matter. I mean, I think all of us have woken up even more, shall we say, even if we were awake, we we've woken up even more. Mm, and, true. um, and what, what I believe though, that what we're here and what we're stepping up and getting ready to do is, and I think waking up, you know, is a great way of putting it. And there's a way that you can wake up slowly, you know, with the sunshine and the birds sort of singing out there and you kind of, you know, get up and you stretch or whatever, <laughs> and you can wake up even to an alarm clock, which can be kind of, you know, jarring. But you can also wake up like to your house being on freaking fire, right? Or mm -hmm. somebody jumping on you. And, and you know, if your house is on fire, somebody jumps on you, that's awful. But it's extra awful if you're asleep, right? Because, because of that is so big. And the, the souls that have lined up and set themselves up to wake up in that way, there's gonna, there's gonna be such a need for our work 
for, for us to be there for people when they, when they are faced with all of that, that we may have woken up very gently to. I mean, I remember knowing so much of this, so much of this for so long. I even remember where I was because it wasn't far from where I'm sitting. I was in my truck getting ready to turn into my own driveway when the concept and the reality of a, uh, the, the, of a crisis actor kind of came into my awareness in, in, mm. a, in a big way. And it was, you know, I was already awake to so much and, and, and the idea that that, and I knew so much was fake and I knew so much was exaggerated, but that there was this, this actual thing and job called a crisis actor that people would participate in and, um, and assist those in creating some of this false presentation of things going on. I, it wounded me in a really big palpable way. And I remember crying. I mean, I was crying and I was already awake, right? I was already awake to so much and, and understanding that there were now, there was that to, to think about. Um, and then, you know, not to mention the, you know, things going on with children and human trafficking and things like that. And, yes, yes, I agree. And, with and, and, and so the, the people who still are asleep to all of that, that's a, that's a hard thing they're, they're facing either right now, those who are waking up uh, quickly or who, who haven't even woken up to that yet. Uh, uh, but I think the idea is or what humanity as a collective is doing is like okay it really is time for all of you to wake up now uh and, you know and there are people right. who wake up easier than others and there are people who need to be shaken awake and i think that's what's happening you kind of answered my next question or one of my questions so would you consider that all to be part of the great awakening any of this any of the awakening is part of the great awakening Sure, absolutely, I do. Stella, what do you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely, that's part of all of this. Gotcha, perfect. I feel like there are a lot of people waking up in fear and panic, and it is panic. It is like, shoot, what is this world coming to? And I feel like I've been there for a lot of friends and family who has come to me because they know that I have an open mind and I am or have this awareness of what's going on. And they totally freaked out when they heard about all this happening with a child. I, I, I don't want to mention names, but with the children and the, and the trafficking and, and all the dark stuff that's happening. It's shocking. It's shocking when you come to the realization of what's really happening in the background. And the fact that they are parents and they have children and the fact that everyone is in the system. And that's the problem is the system that we're in. And that is what we're trying to break down here to find alternative ways of living and alternative ways of um, creating a new society that will ultimately become the new earth. Mm. So, so that's that. But un unfortunately, it's like Candace said, you could either wake up to a new day or you could wake up with your bed on fire. And a lot of people are waking up with their beds on fire and everything is really just coming in one go and they don't know what to do with it. Right. 
But luckily, there are people to talk to, even though you may sound mad, you won't sound mad to them. So please don't be afraid to, to speak to like-minded people, even though you feel like you're going crazy, you're not. So um, yeah, I think ultimately find like-minded people right now to help you because we're all going through waves and ups and downs and you know depression and sadness and craziness and okay i'm feeling okay now but we're all going through all sorts of emotions perfect perfect you brought up a good point it's crazy how things are connected but the last episode it's not even published yet was very similar you know communicate with someone talk to someone you know get get that release of that and so that was perfect and you mentioned the new earth and I started smiling a little bit because that was the next question. So just so people can understand why is the, new, the earth changing? Why is it called the new earth? And you hear from 3D dimension to the 5D dimension. Uh, do you have any information that goes along with that? I think as we are becoming more spiritually aware, it is the fact that we are if, if you see everything as energy, our energy is increasing, everything's vibrating a bit faster. Like yeah. Candace spoke about um, Monroe, you know, traveling out of body. It's as if we are becoming more our spiritual essence and not this physical body. That is what I see the new earth to be. Okay. And, and then you'll have those that will be still in this paradigm, that will still be in this 3D world trying to escape. Um, I don't want to say escape, but they need to wake up to who they truly are and realize that they are in this matrix. But many of us who are escaping the matrix will be moving into the new dimensions. And it won't be anything sudden. It will be gradual. We will see our diets change, changing. We will see ourselves changing. We will see the way we... Um, communicate will be different because it's as if I would know what you're going to say before you're going to say it or I would phone someone and they'd be having the same thought as me so there'll be a lot of telepathic synchronicity so that will be taking place. I heard that once before that we'll become more telepathic and and more connecting and everything which kind of makes sense for us to get rid of all the old programming and all the negativity because if you are more telepathic you will pick up more on that information and everything. Candice, was there anything you wanted to add to that? Well, I think we're all becoming uh, more telepathic. I think some people naturally were, you know, for a very long time, there have always been people who've been like that. It's just more natural for us now. But but the, the expansion is in so many different ways. I mean, just when, you know, and this is what I love about referencing Dolores, just, you know, just when she thought, she used to say this just when she thought she had it all figured out she'd get right, another right. <laughs> another piece of the puzzle or another uh, expansion and you know just when I thought that I'd been to as many different realms and and planets and other things with you know other people and in sessions or in in my dream time um, I'm I'm experiencing this um, this really incredible kind of communication happening mostly mostly in the dream time, but not always. I think the dream time is starting to meld 
to our waking state. I think that's happening a little bit with our bodies. And um, I'll share a story that just happened. As a matter of fact, I just wrote it this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be putting it on my blog uh, or at the quantumhealers.com blog. It's going to be published uh, later today. Um, I had the most incredible thing happen yesterday. And, and as you're talking about, you know, what this new earth looks like, uh, um, I think it was Matt Kahn who first said it, you know, it Ascension, he said, I believe it's Matt Kahn who said this, he said, it's not really happening to you, it's happening to your body. And that's a really interesting thing, a really interesting way of looking at it. Because if you think about your spirit being a thing and your body being a thing, and that plays into what happened to me yesterday, um, you know, many people think they are their body. And that's kind of step one of waking up, right? They think this is what it is. And then even traditionally religious people realize they're not that, you know, that, that they are this eternal spirit. Mm-hmm. And then light workers and energy workers and quantum healers, you know, we, we, we take maybe that a, a little step further. But, but let me give you an example of what I think some of what's going on here. Um, so yesterday I had an intuitive consult and I, I'm a very booked person. I, I stay busy all the time and I'm, you know, I'm on my way kind of <laughs> running to this appointment, which was just going to be a telephone consult. But, uh, you know, I'm like, whoops, look at the time. Right. And I am on my way to where my phone was sitting in my office upstairs. And as I'm headed that way, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, well, I don't even have time to look at my notes about this intuitive consult. I typically write at least one or two things down, like why the person's having the consult. But I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to have time to do that. Well, well, here we go anyway. And at that moment, I'm feeling the presence of Dolores uh, with me. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't always come through in sessions. She doesn't always come through in intuitive sessions. She comes and goes in my dreams and my world. Sometimes I, you know, I don't hear from her for a while, but there she was. I always feel her on my right-hand side and I'm going up the stairs and she's like going up the stairs with me. And, and I was, had just had the thought that, you know, I think the person who was contacting me was contacting me about a a chronic body issue, right? You know, her focus was uh, physical, quite frankly. And, but I didn't remember the details. And I, you know, I wanted to, if I, if I'd uh, looked at the time a little better, I wanted, I wanted to prepare myself. And I was still kind of looking at my watch thinking, well, maybe I have time to click on that. But Dolores is like following me up the stairs and I hear this clear, as a bell that she says, Candace, um, your client has a body just like yours. As a matter of fact, it comes from the same mold. And I'm thinking, hmm, you know, okay. And when I get on to the consult, you know, I say uh, hi to her and her name was Kirsten and I've already had permission to share share this story, uh, but I, of course, I won't say her last name, but her name is Kirsten. And so I get on and I start to talk to Kirsten. We have a really lovely uh, session. Dolores stays there. She stays there. And every once in a while, she says a word. And it's funny because when I say, Dolores just said this, you know, Kirsten would laugh. And then we would talk about what that word brought up. And it was Mm -hmm. a concept. And it was like this this three-way, you know, 
counseling session with Dolores, you know, putting in her two cents and giggling every once in a while. And, but I didn't really say anything about, um, about this being in the same body mold until quite late in the session. And I went ahead and, and decided to share that with, with the client. I said, you know, this, you know, this is what I heard Laura say to me as we started. And that was a beautiful breakthrough because she said, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Um, because Dolores had, had described to me some, some details about this and about what that was like, basically being really stupidly sensitive and yet very, very uh, strong is not the right word, but, but fast, uh, you know, a way that, you know, not, not stable and not sturdy, but fast. And Dolores actually used to, when we would talk about it, this goes all the way back to the session I had with her. She would say, Oh, Candace, it's like your body is a, like a concept car or a high end sports car. It, you know, it, it's just in the shop all the time because it's so fickle, right? That's, right, you know, right. it, it, it's nothing's wrong with it. And it just doesn't, it doesn't act like your basic car that's on the road right now. And so I always, and, and as I'm talking to my client, she's like, oh, that's it too. She feels, and she, she had a real big breakthrough then. She, she actually, you know, big emotional breakthrough. There was some tears because she was like, just talking to somebody else who has that same experience was so uh, affirming to her, but, but it gets better. It gets so much better than this because, and, and Scylla knows this as a medium, I mean, I, and as a channel, sometimes, you know, I hear stuff and I, I'm still human. I'm like, is this just my imagination or is it, am I, you know, how much of it's me, how much it's really coming from the other side. And true, especially true. with Dolores, you know, that I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a number of people even maybe who are watching your shows. Like, you know, she's just fooling herself. Uh, Dolores is uh, talking to her, but then I have days like what happened yesterday and, and it, and it continues with the client in this way. So I said, you know, you want to try this exercise with me, Kirsten? I said, um, you know, are you, are you often mad at your body? And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. I said, well, I remember being that way too. And let's think about your body being your partner, not, you know, not something to be mad at. And I said, let's, mm -hmm. let's do this. And we, and I did an exercise, very kind of short visualization meditation exercise where the, the, the client talks to the actual physical body. And one of the first things that I do is I ask my client to find out the physical body's name. Right. And she was, she was doing a really great job with just everything. And again, this wasn't a hypnosis session. It wasn't, it, it simply just was, you know, let's just play this little thing right here. And it was just an hour back and forth conversation really with this person. And I think this is kind of where healing is going as well. And um, so she, I said, ask her what her name is. And she says, she said, Sarah, and I'm already kind of going, I'm thinking about, I'm like, well, and she goes, no, wait a second. It's not quite Sarah. It's, and, and she's kind of talking like that. She goes, it's Sarah or Sarah. And she's like trying to come up with, and she's like, she goes, oh, it's so funny. She says, my body is actually meaning, you know, she's visually talking to her body, is using her finger to give her letters. Uh -huh. And the letters were, cool. I believe, S-E-R-Y. 
um, AH or I don't, I, I would need to look what, what my notes were, but she goes, but it's pronounced like this, Sarah. And I'm just like, I, this is a phone conversation, but my mouth is like on my desk because why? 11 years ago, I did this. 11 years ago, I did the same communication, wow. the same thing. And I'm laying in a warm bathtub when I did it. And I decided to have a conversation with my body. I decided to ask her what her name was. And she immediately said, my name is Sarah, not Sarah, Sarah. Mm. And it even wow. spelled it for me, which was a little different spelling. It was S-A-Y-R-A-H, but with an emphasis on Sarah. So Dolores, before I ever even connected with the client, said, you're from the same, her body's from the same mold as your body is. Oh, that's interesting. And they both come up with mind. Have you ever even heard of the name Sarah before? I mean, what are the odds that I go through this exercise with the client after I hear Dolores say she's made from the same mold? <laughs> And, and, and so there's more even to discover there. I'm like, now I want to know even more about this mold. Right, right. And, and, and the <laughs> right. And my client was like, you know, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, well, now I really feel like I know you too, because <laughs> are you kidding? You know, I, I didn't see her either. And not that she would physically look like me. I'm not saying that, but that was one you know, of my I, questions. I, right. Well, I have no idea. It was a telephone call, but, mm -hmm. but you know, the idea that, uh, you know, I, I'm already feeling Dolores here right now. She's like, well, it's the same energetic mold. It's the same energetic mold and, prob and, and probably having some same uh, life path things, etc. And And when, you know, going back to your question about what this all is looking like and how it, it's all going to be working for us, I think these things are going to be more accepted, right? We aren't just going to look at uh, stuff like maybe your blood type or, you know, your hair color or your um, genetic heritage lineage as far as races or whatever. But look at this, look at this discovery that this suggests is possible, this energetic type of human, right? This, this mold that, that this client of mine, Kirsten, and I have been made from the same mold, uh, you know, the Sarah mold, I guess, right? You know, the energetic mold like that. It's, it's. Um, I, I find that just absolutely fascinating, and right. and Amazing. more things going on with Dolores in the dream time. She's she's just she's continuing to teach, and and not just to practitioners like myself or like uh, to you who who've been taught by her. And Priscilla was taught, taught by Dolores as well. She's not only a BQH practitioner but a QHHT practitioner as, as I was or am uh but you know i think it, dolores really meant it when she said that she was going to live to be a hundred in this way i think she's staying connected right for i believe it mm -hmm. for humanity because for the stories those, like this mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think she's she's staying very close by and it's not just us because you know the woman who who contacted me with Kirsten, she was like, I just feel so close to Dolores. I'm like, I'm sure you are. You know, it, this is, a, you know, even though you might not have heard of her till after she passed, I think Dolores is part of how this planet had, has changed and, and how it's moving into the new earth. Uh, 
you know, her popularity has only grown since her passing, which uh, tickles to me to no end. And um, yeah, and her legacy means everything. And and I, I know I've sort of been rat- rattling on and on there. Priscilla, please, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Save her. <laughs> It's lovely. You're such a good storyteller, Candice. I love your stories. Yes, but ma'am. One thing, one thing that I've realized is that we as healers, we've lived a life full of experience and maybe more so than others. But the fact is when we hold space for people to come to us and we're able to help them, they are attracted to you as a practitioner or as a healer because you have similar experiences or you can relate in some way. But it's not always about you helping them. You will find many times that the client is actually teaching you as much as you are teaching them. Because I find that if you are facing a problem, you'll mm-hmm. find, or I'll find when I do spiritual readings, for example, the ex- advice that I'm giving the client is exactly the advice that I need to be following. So it's as if our higher self is working in such a mysterious way to send people that are on the same path as you so that you can share your experiences and your messages. And both of you will have aha moments and both of you will learn from each other. And that is what life is about. It's not about you getting to the finish goal all by yourself and winning the race. It's about all of us winning it together. Perfect. Well said. Well said. Well, I would like to add something that I thought was pretty cool as y'all were talking. So yeah, I mentioned clients and the similarities between the clients. So I already had this in mind to do these video collaborations. I already had questions written down of like what I wanted to ask, like, you know, new earth, this subject, new world order, these subjects, these questions. And I had them written down in an Excel file. Never did one video yet. The client came in, let's say on the 23rd, and I'm reading her questions. It's talking about the matrix and talking about these different things. How do we get out the matrix and uh, the new world order and stuff? And I'm like reading the questions. I'm like, what's amazing is that your questions is very similar to this video collaboration that I'm going to be starting. And I'm going to be asking similar questions to all these different light workers and practitioners. She was like, no way. Like, wow. So I thought that was pretty cool that the coincidences that lines up with everything. And like how you were saying, you're, you have these certain questions and then the answers will come. And I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> well, let's change it up a little bit. DNA was talked about, was brought up. Um, is there anything you would like to add about the DNA changing? And if there's DNA changing for the new earth or is the DNA changing for something else? Candice, do you want to go first? Um, Well, I think the answer pretty much kind of plays along with the uh, previous answers. Mm -hmm. You know, different different, uh, clients have come out with different things. I think about the only thing I would like to share about that is um, I did have a session with a client who was, uh, let's say, in the scientific realm and they'd been noticing some changes mm. in DNA and 
you know, if you look at, you know, just name the industry out there, name it, you know, whether it's medical, the political, the scientific, the educational, just, just name it, you know, right. so, so many of them are captured, uh, you know, as an example, uh, the archaeologists. Oh my goodness, the archaeologists. Oh, there's a insect in here. Woo! Uh, <laughs> Wants to join the in. Archaeologists are, are captured as well. But but this person was was talking about let's say physical evidence of some DNA shifting or anomalies, and they're keeping quiet about it too. Uh, it's it's like it's like the parents, like the parents with the kids who are talking, or really anything else. I mean really any or all of it if it doesn't fit this prior uh you know captured accepted model people uh you know they don't want uh they don't want conflict they don't want to be ostracized they don't want to lose their community and their family etc and it's just there's very very few industries that can't say i know what you're talking about and then fill in their own stories uh you know, but what's really pretty great about uh, the quantum healing community is our openness yes, ma'am. to not um, stick with limitations, right? Uh, you know, you you might have had limits imposed upon you uh, from other modalities or teachers or other things like that. And, you know, it's really up to you. You absolutely can adopt other people's limits if you want but it's not really necessary. There are always consequences to your choices though. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable being, uh, you know, an early adopter, shall we say, uh, of doing things. I've always been a little bit of a rebel like that and asking questions. As a matter of fact, I think actually that's one of the reasons Dolores kept me around. I, I sat up for my session with her asking questions and kind of in a way challenging her and I really I mean she kept me around the the whole time you know from from that day until the day she died I was assisting her and some of it was because I asked these questions and she I will tell you she didn't always answer me sometimes she didn't want to answer me because they were not easy questions to answer and I challenged her and uh and I think that kind of helped her a little bit as well and and while I miss her greatly uh I will say that because she's in the non-physical realm right now she's able to assist so many others Mm -hmm. not just me uh not you know not just me at all many other practitioners but again and for anyone who's watching even if you're not a practitioner if you feel a certain heart tug when you watch that woman's uh, videos and energies, I, I encourage you to speak to her in mm-hmm. your head and see what happens because sometimes what can happen can be marvelous and amazing and very magical. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? And oh it, would pre- it would pretty much DNA. Yeah. DNA. Have you noticed, have you heard or came across any, any information about DNA changing? Well, why, why is it changing? I find that now, like, we think we know something and then things change to such a degree and you you realize you don't know anything. And the fact is, I was under the impression that as we are changing as human beings, our DNAs are changing. But it's as if I've had to gather my marbles again 
because it's like everything's unraveled for me, especially with everyone now being vaccinated and our DNAs are actually artificially being altered. And it, it has made me review this whole thing of, okay, our bodies are changing. And I know that our DNA is changing because we are evolving. But now the fact that there's other factors involved, it's as if I've had to go back within myself and meditate more on where is this going. And ultimately, I don't have an answer for you right now because I am trying to establish what that means now moving forward yet again. And spirit is always like that with me because you think you know how you're working or you think you know a path. And then just as you get comfortable, they're like, no, no things are changing, you know, and that's how we learn and grow and expand. We can't expand by staying comfortable. So yes, are always coming together, unraveling, coming together, unraveling. So with regards to where we're going with our new DNA, um, it's mysterious. I don't know. Perfect. Well, we're going to switch, not switch gears a little bit, but to go a little bit further into that for the NWO, have you came across any information of them trying to change our DNA? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, Sola just said, I mean, that, you know, it's pretty obvious. I, um, With what's it's obvious to me. Yeah. It's obvious to me. Uh, you know, some of what, when, when Sola was talking though, and I was thinking about what you were saying, you know, one way of looking at what's going on here is that there's this whole nother, you know, Dolores is very famous about talking about the three waves of new volunteers. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's this thought, there's this idea that there's, uh, that there's this fourth wave uh, and the fourth wave is happening right now. And there's a lot of different ways you can think about how that fourth wave is occurring. The waves before were reincarnated in at at birth, some walk-ins, but mostly it was a birth thing. And there's a way, you know, if you, are you familiar with Michelle Walling's work at all? Jason? No, ma'am. I'm new. You need, yeah, you, <laughs> need to, you need to look up Michelle Walling because she talks about this at length a little bit. Um, and I believe she's even, she might even be terming it specifically the fourth wave of volunteers. So what that is, is, uh, you know, what's happening now, what's happening um Uh, as we try to wake up and as we try to get humanity to do this, uh, there's going to be some switching. There's going to be another influx. Some of these are starseed energies. You know, I've seen it for a long time as simply the accepting of our own higher selves energy that were there anyway. It's just, just kind of a clearing out of programs and a more coming online of, of our authentic and higher self, you know, uh, as a way of preserving uh, this particular DNA lineage. There's, you know, you, you can also look at this idea that much of what is happening with the, the things going in the arm uh, is, is an attempt to alter that DNA and or uh, transhumanize it, right? And so are we really going to be two different races on the planet? Is our, have we volunteered? Have we volunteered to be the the race that's that's not the altered race? That's another way of looking at it too. Um, I don't know. You know that seems a little scary movie ish 
And I'm not sure uh, there's too many that would be happy about walking down that path, but it's certainly being presented to us, right? Uh, you know, and then there's some there's some people out there who who will talk about uh, you know the med beds that uh, the med beds will just uh, reverse that. Uh, what I've been doing in my own BQH sessions quite often for the uh, the jabbed and the unjabbed uh, is mm. Uh, taking them to an etheric med bed, so oh. to speak, to, to uh, tap in to what is already known, what is already thought about, what is already, uh, th this concept's already existing in the etheric realm for humanity, especially by people just like us, people who are watching this program. Your daydreams about it are actually and literally creating it on the etheric realm. And you can actually and literally visit that realm for benefits before the physical item is even, even in existence. Not that the physical item isn't needed or wouldn't be beneficial. If I could go lay uh, on an authentic <laughs> med bed right now, you better believe I'd go do it. I really would. I would want to like, feel it. I would want to see how. <laughs> oh, you you bet. But until that day comes, uh, I'm going to visit them in the etheric realm and I'll help take my clients to them in the etheric realm. Perfect. Perfect. Is there anything else that the negative side is trying to do? Like, is there anything else, any tips or tricks that they try to do to us from that, from that side? Besides... Well, the only thing I will really say about that is they try to normalize everything that's not normal. Mm, you know, that's interesting. Just well, just everything. You know, mm. that means you know. I mean, just even think about the phrase that's so often thrown around right now. Well, that means it's working. Ooh. That means it's working. <laughs> Yikes! Um, you I know, got you. That all I got to say to that. It, you know, it's just it's just another form of gaslighting. Um, but to normalize anything, you know, uh, look at the autism levels, look at the obesity levels, look at all of that. When I was a kid, nobody, nobody was autistic that I knew of, nobody. And there were very few people who were obese. You know, I was born in, again, in 1961. There, there's just, you know, it was very rare to see someone you know, uh, markedly overweight. It just was extremely, extremely rare. And so much of that now is absolutely normalized and, and, and even celebrated. Uh, I see and I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that people who have uh, weight issues, I have, uh, even now I have severely obese people in my own family. You know, of course, I'm not saying those are second-class citizens or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe there's reasons for that. Uh, and I, I do believe there's ways to address that. And, but, you know, it's it, to, to accept it as an alter, alternative, some alternative normalcy is, uh, I don't think the best way to go, both for individuals and us as humanity, you know, look at the whole gender fluidity thing too. Again, I'm all for acceptance for whatever, but I think some of it is, um, some of it is a, a program, right? And mm -hmm. some of that program is not only cultural and um, 
you know, educational, but it is again, uh, physical within the things like our food supply. I mean, you, you, if you pay mm. attention to things like hormones that are added to uh, meat and dairy products, you know, many of them have the female hormone added to them. Well, let me ask you, Ooh. you know, if you, if you needed an army to defend you, how, how female in body and capability would you really want, you know, we as females are, we're more about nurturing. We're more about accepting. We're more about family. We're more about talking like that too. But if you really needed a uh, defense mechanism, what you need is a better balance for, and I'm not saying again, <laughs> that, that, that women shouldn't be in the armed forces or whatever, you right. know, and some, some things like drone things and, and equipment it doesn't matter or whatever but there's still we are still having to deal with people in um you know body to body uh, uh turn on your tv or your internet you, you're seeing some conflicts out there a little bit too we still as a society have a very physical relationship with each other but if you wanted to let's just say um you know uh capture another entire country um would you want those uh that were defending themselves to be a little softer and a little meeker mm -hmm. uh and a little less uh physically uh capable probably right probably right. They, they'd be easier uh to to deal with so i think that there's a lot of different ways that this is playing out it's two ways to look at it. So like if you if you was defending yourself, you probably want the more manly option to defend yourself to, to, for the men to be the men to defend. And then on the flip side, from what you're saying, if you wanted to take over a country, if, if there is what are the options to turn those men into lesser men, which has been documented and has been stated before makes sense you know i i will say this though you know i don't know about you so you tell me what you're seeing in your your neck of the woods but the voices of the people who are standing up for the things that we talked about earlier the boundaries and you know and what we want our lives and our world to look like um i'm seeing primarily women's voices and women standing up and women um, being the ones to go to school boards and, uh, you know, it's the women who are like, excuse me very much. Um, you know, they're, they're the mama bear or the mama big cat right. energies, which is, you know, uh, these are my babies and you aren't going to touch my babies. You know, that's just, you're just not going to do it. And I think that is, uh, you know, the female defensive mechanism is very strong uh, in that regard. Uh, as well, but um, to, to in to in uh, to what's the word I'm looking for to celebrate confusion in in all of this or or complete uh, disregard for some of the the gender differences uh, or or to say to to notice that there's gender differences is somehow um, offensive. It, I, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about some of that. Um, and I'm concerned about allowing children to make these decisions because of how easily swayed they are by programs and fears and everything, uh, both for this and for gender choices. I mean, there, there are actually programs out there now that um, my understanding is that, that allow the smallest of children to begin to step on a path to physically change their gender. Yeah. I find that extraordinary and it happened very, very quickly. And if you speak out too much about um, putting some uh, brakes on, on, on this, uh, you know, you can easily get canceled especially in the traditional medical community. And once again, that's not about uh, non-acceptance of people's individual choices. They, they should absolutely have, I'm all about freedom and autonomy. I mean, that's my middle name. I swear to God, make your own choices. But, you know, there are some ideas about imposing choices upon each other or allowing those who don't have all the facts, shall we say, uh, aren't, aren't operating with all informed consent and, and, and small children, you know, it just seems pretty obvious to me, but it's, it, you know, there are challenges to that concept going on right now. But I think, uh, I'm going to use your term again, Jason, rolling with the punches. I think <laughs> there's something to be said about voicing your ideas about humanity being accepted and not just being quiet and hiding in a corner because the bullies are pushing concepts on us. You know, we are, we are in a really wild time right now is all I got to say. Times indeed. <laughs> you know, we've got to, I, I fight, I do it myself. You know, it's pretty easy where I live though. Uh, it's pretty easy where I live. It, there's been little to nothing change here in rural Kansas. And thank goodness, because if I were to have been born in Australia, I'd probably be in jail already. I mean, yeah. I, I probably I would be because I, I just won't have it. Uh, so, you know, God, and everybody put me where I am <laughs> to keep me out, out of prison so far. Uh, but I think it's time that those, because I, I don't go out and campaign and, and, and blather stuff, uh, everywhere uh, that it's not asked for. But I do think it's time for the really quiet ones out there to maybe consider not being so quiet anymore. Cause some of that quietness is what is allowing some of these assaults on our freedoms mm. to uh, um, occur. My mother was born and raised in Nazi Germany Oh, wow. I never knew that. Well, hmm. she's talking to me from the grave for sure. And my my own grandfather as well, which is a whole nother consciousness thing right now, too. Uh, there's a whole thing going on there with, you know, and it's in and those stories, those Nazi Germany stories, they are in my blood. I mean, you know, if you took a vial of my blood could you could you measure that could you see it but i absolutely believe that's in my dna and mm, and wow. that is these ancestors or ancestors are coming uh forth in us uh in a more and more to help us navigate this time my own german ancestors would they 
you know, they would say things like, oh, it's all going to blow over, which is something like some of us right now saying, oh, it's all going to go back to normal. You know, as soon as, as soon as this happens or that happens, it's all going to go back to normal. And, and it was easier to pull the wool over their eyes back in 1930s and 40s Germany uh, than it is to do that to us now, not only because we can communicate as we can, but because we're, we're a bit wiser. And I think it's because we have those stories in us, you know, and I think it's, I don't want to go out and pick fights with people and argue with people. And, but it's, I think it, it really is time to not be too very quiet anymore. You know, everyone wants to know how the German population allowed what happened to happen right at Auschwitz and Buchenwald and all those other places well it's because they waited for it to blow over and they were quiet yeah yep absolutely <clears throat> very very interesting wow that was a different viewpoint a different take on things so that was very very interesting but I can understand what you're saying because you know with that information it was kind of like sheltered you know one group did not know what the other group was doing. What was the purpose? They, one group was lied to. They said that they were going to go to this certain place that, you know, they showed them videos of it, that they were going to be at this place in a camp and so on. To, but one thing led to another, led to another, and then things got out of hand. So very interesting viewpoint. Wow. So the next thing I want to bring up is, has either one of you came across any information about the three days of darkness or 10 days of darkness? No, I think that's something that came up a couple of years ago um, Mm -hmm. through various sources. And I think there was a lot of conspiracy theories of what that could be or what that might be. But, and and I think there was Q that talked about it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I think if anything, it was more pertaining to the States than anywhere else in the world. I don't know anything about, I have no any, uh, no information on that. Candace, do you? Well, you know, you never know if these things are literal or metaphorical. Um, what I will tell you right now is, um, you know, they're, they've already blacked out the internet for Australia. Some, at oh, least some, parts, some parts of it, some parts of it. So, you know, are they experiencing it? Um, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. And, and and these kinds of details can really get you. Yes, they can take you down a rabbit hole. I don't know. You know, it, it, one of the things that if, you know, it, I, I'm going way, this is going to be a very strange tangent to go off on. But uh, have <laughs> you ever listening. heard the story? Have you ever heard the story of what happened at the crucifixion when, when the one fella uh, so this is, and, and you know, there's some people who say the whole thing is, you know, Jesus and crucifixion is is all, you know, metaphor and didn't really happen there. That's there's one theory that that uh, okay. that, that is that that is what it is. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I, I have had some personal experiences, but uh, what was the name of the fella? Uh, it begins with an L, and I'm going to forget it. He actually has a name, and he's the one who in the story of the crucifixion while while Christ was on the crucifix took the spear and 
and stabbed him in the side and made that wound on the side that, why can't I, it begins with an L, right? So when people did say the three days of darkness, I actually thought about this, this moment in, uh, in history, if it was actually okay. a thing. So That's it's this, so, you know, from the, from the Christian tradition, you know, there's, there's nothing about, you know, more monumental than, than all of this, which is going on when, when Jesus is on the, the crucifix and when this, yeah, maybe Longinus. Yeah. I oh, think that may okay. maybe it. Yeah. So when Perfect he, when, so when he, I see, I knew it was close and I knew it was an L mm, when he good. did that to the, to the Christ's body, the, the story, as I've heard it, understood and believe me i am no religious scholar and i am uh not not uh, i wasn't raised that way i don't know my bible inside out at all so uh just just know that the the story that that as i understand is when he did that 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 god himself was so um hurt by the cruelty of injuring the christ who is already suffering on the on the cross to add to his suffering in that way um the story is is that for several very um definable but rather brief moments or a minute or some very short period of time that he actually uh, let the the light of the sun go out mm. that the light of the sun uh, went completely gone during that uh, time. Now, can you imagine how you would react if you were standing outside? Mm -hmm. and, and even for two seconds, if the sun were to go off like a light bulb and come back on in two seconds, can you imagine what that would do to you? I mean, just think about it for a second. <laughs> Oh, it yeah. would change everything, wouldn't it? It would just like you—you you would not be the same person. You couldn't be after that happened. You—you you could not be. So sometimes when people talk about the the three days or the ten days, I, I think about that story and that whole the whole thing with uh, with Longinus. The story continues with that that God punished him for this unspeakably cruel act by granting him immortality, oh, oh. not, not allowing him to, to die. And, um, actually met this woman it's a long story, but, uh, who believes that she met him at one time and, and actually showed me, um, showed me a relic that she said he gave her that was an absolute ancient relic it, it's it's one of the most astonishing things i've ever held in my hand and in my hand was supposedly a relic that was and it was very anciently put together uh, wasn't anything that would be made in in our standards today but it was supposedly it had a piece of uh the cross on it and i believe a piece of uh mother mary's um blue covering and a piece of the crash of the crib where christ was born all in one uh, multi-collected uh, piece right there 
And the story from my, this person who showed me this and who, who shared the story out there said that from her understanding, he, he spent all of those centuries trying to make up for his cruelty and that he fairly recently was granted the ability to pass away from and allow his physical body to die. So how's that for a story for you? Wow. Just look at that. I would have never known that type of information would have came from that question. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I go off on tangents. With regards to the, the darkness thing, are we in it now? Look at how limited we are with regards to access to internet ability and researching. Mm-hmm. How much is that was being one of my hidden? thoughts? Yeah, how much is being hidden from us? And it's like we really have to dig deep for information right now, and it's not just given to us. Information and freedom is not given to us. We're gonna have to fight for it. We're gonna have to find it and we're gonna have to dig deep for it. And one thing that I've noticed from the English where I am, we're all so polite. Now I'm originally from South Africa, so I've had to fit in, but they're very polite. They're very like, let's go with the flow. Let's, you know, let things happen the way it should do and things will iron itself out. And, you know, um, I, I don't know how else to describe it. So there, I don't really see our nation fighting for our children and for what we feel is right. Our children's definitely affected. And Candace mentioned a little bit about it with the gender fluidity and they are after our children. Where we see, and these are very, very sensitive subjects. So we see sex education being brought in for children as young as four. And we find, I find that extremely shocking and we want to educate, we want to educate people and parents. But the fact is they're brought in, they're passed, legislations are passed. And then only after it's too late, parents want to then stand up and say, this is unacceptable or why is my children being taught this? So that's one aspect of it. Also, the changes I'm seeing here where I am is the fact that there is a lot of immigration taking place, um, a lot of asylum seeking that's taking place, a lot of people coming over the channel. And what I find astonishing, it's young men. It's not old people. It's not women. It's not children. It's young men. Why are there so many young men coming in at this time is there something happening from the inside out will they be taking over from the inside out i have no idea let's watch this that could be true but it's yeah it's it's alarming it's alarming and these people that are coming in are from a different religion they're a different way of living life they're not used to western society and culture so not only is it a culture shock but they see women as lesser than them so we are really having difficulty on many levels here not only with our children and sex education but with immigration that's taking place and this is all on a very 3d level but now let's look at a more galactic level here jason so when we look at the Mm greys which is so to say our future selves 
they have come back to this day and time to say to us that they have destroyed their planet, they've destroyed their atmosphere, and they can no longer reproduce. I've heard this once before, yes. So what are we seeing in our society today? We are seeing depopulation taking place. We are seeing gender fluidity taking place. And we are, in essence taking away our own right to reproduce, especially with Candace saying with the human, um, with the female hormones that are being placed into our foods. So, and, and that's not the only way, you know, just us women being on, our, on contraception pills, for example, is putting all those hormones and hormones in water that men's drinking. So we are definitely going into a depopulation and the agenda I feel is to push that. Why? I've no idea. Again, mm. um, I know they want the population to only a few million. Yeah, I've heard this once before. So, and Candace, I, I know you have to wrap it up soon, but I'm going to fast forward a couple of questions and go into since we kind of brought up women, and it made me think of the next question because back in the day with Lemuria and Atlantis, it was more women empowerment the women the feminine energy as well is there any connections that y'all seen in y'all sessions where uh the times of atlantis or lemuria is coming through for information that we need to know nowadays i'm sure and you know i actually would this this makes me just so happy about our community over at quantumhealers.com because what what I find that happens in, in these sessions and why I love our community so much is I get to find kind of people who have clients like that gravitate towards them, or they tend to spe specialize a little in, in focusing on some of these issues. And I, I would actually uh, almost want to defer my... Um, my answer about that specifically to others in our community that you you might actually want to uh, contact and that is one of the questions <laughs> yeah interview yourself yeah so um donna and diana adair dd adair is their name they're they're uh, authors and they're quantum healers and they do vqh sessions and they do some surrogate stuff and some real unique uh, things um, using the BQH method and they are they've already written a series of books but, but they are uniquely able to address that question uh, oh oh wait it's a it must be a green put it hold it here hold it here like uh, in front of you there there you go yeah oh, yeah there's nice. one of their books there's one of their books right there and uh, yeah, so, you know, they, nice. they've been delving into this uh, for a while. Uh, sure, I've had, I've had clients that, that will uh, experience pieces of that. And some of those energies, some of that, you know, cosmic lineage or, uh, you know, earth lineage or ancestral lineage is coming up through today. As a matter of fact, just this morning, I was thinking about um, some of the, uh, the ancient Egyptian uh, connections and a client that I had had a session where, uh, you know, he wanted, well, I'm going to have to write about it because it's just pretty amazing. But as this, this incredible being came to the planet simply to uh, 
be physical to understand what it was like to create a new being within a physical body. That was so important. Well, here's another tangent for you. What if I told you that? What if, well, I'm kind of famous for it. What if I told you that? And Delor it was Dolores that told me this, but it just makes so much sense if you think about it. What if I told you that we being on this physical planet, you know, that physicality in the whole big concept and gamut of creation, being physical is actually a very unique thing, right? Most all of creation is not physical. As a matter of fact, it, um, it's been said, and again, uh, I think I got this straight from Dolores, but I think other people have referenced it before too, that uh, would it surprise you to know that there are energetic beings that tell other energetic beings something along the lines of, hey, did you know there's actually beings who exist and have life in 3D physical bodies that are dimensionally, you know, solid? And, and they're like, oh, no way, get out. That can't be real. That's way too dense. How could anything live in that? Right, right. <laughs> which, I, which is so interesting. And, and in, the same, in the same vein and in the same sense, in my communications, again, with mostly Dolores, but with others as well, is, is like, you know, people think that speaking to people who've passed or channeled other people, which is just listening, she says, as far as she's concerned, you know, and they want to, um, you know, they, you know, some people question that. And look, I question it too. And if I hear somebody's channeled something, that doesn't mean I buy that it's 100% truth. No way. You know, I, I listen to everything though and make my own kind of discernment and, and determination. Mm -hmm. But she actually said to me, you know, uh, there are times when I tell uh, other beings things that you or other humans have said, and that, in essence, is her channeling us to energetic beings. <laughs> so it's like she's telling her other self. Well, no, other, other, uh, it could be other aspects of herself, but other beings who are non-physical. Mm-hmm. Other beings who are non-physical, who are actually interested in the earth plane or may have questions, she actually provides an interface in that way. Perfect. No, so it's not, that, it's not that she's only paying attention to, to us. She's living and doing her own thing on the energetic plane. And sometimes is a conduit of connection for those over there to know or speak with people who are where we are you know you just just have to sort of open up she, she was always talking about bending your mind like a pretzel and learning new things and I just feel like that's that keeps going you know it just keeps going and just when you think it's like wow that's wonderful that's crazy that's I mean it just it it just keeps expanding from there I don't even remember what your question was but that's where my brain went <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, it pretty much dealt with what are the connections between uh, what's going on nowadays and the times of Atlantis. Ah, Atlantis. Yeah. Anything in the yeah. connections. So you, you brought up a book. So it's the shadows of Atlantis historical fantasies set in ancient Atlantis. Is that what the name of the book is? Yeah, I think it's an Atlantis series. There's three books. Perfect. 
Oh, it's three books. Okay. And it looks like these books are sold on Amazon. I think they're sold in a few places. Yes. All right. Perfect. And I'll have a link in the description for those books. And it was, it's from Donna. Donna and She wrote those books. Perfect. It's, these are sisters, if you don't mind me just jumping in and saying that. So it's Donna and Diana, and they write together. They write as a single unit uh, named D.D. Adair, D.D. Adair. Uh, but they do all kinds of amazing healing work, and they are now um, researching and doing some things um, in Egypt. But just to kind of finish saying oh, that, too, you know, yeah, we've got practitioners that specialize in dragon connections. We've got other practitioners that are... Uh, uh, you know, incredible animal communicators, uh, you know, other things like that. Our community is just filled with people like that. And we have a lot of these, um, it's a service to others practitioner community. Um, but if, if anyone who's listening, if you are also a service to others practitioner, practicing any of this uh, kind of work, you're welcome, you're welcome to join us in, in, in that in that support community have these kinds of conversations in a very safe place that has no censorship uh you know it, it, which Perfect. is it's unique at this time it's not for the public at all mm -hmm. uh it's 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 service to others it's practitioner focused for for sure but in that um um on our website, we're a directory as well. So for those of you who are looking for BQH or QHHT or EFT practitioners or really anybody, Theta healers, all of those people mm, uh, are listed on our website at quantumhealers.com. And I really am going to have to scoot right now, uh, but I want to thank you so very much for having me on. And um, not a problem. Thank you for everything. Today, I kind of went off on all kinds of explosive levels i i hope that uh your show won't get flagged for anything with no nah, you have, we have hit okay. some sensitive topics today <laughs> yes ma'am yes ma'am you mentioned don is there anyone else you recommend me reaching out to um sure you... will and allison brown uh they're the the pet communicators that i that i talk to uh but you know one of one of the things you already said that you uh looked at our quantumhealers.com YouTube page. Every year we do uh, a celebration of the members of our community mm -hmm. called Quantum Realms. And there's so many there that you can just kind of uh, look through. You know, I, I believe you already talked about Allison Coe and mm -hmm. Alba Weinman, you know, who are, of course, you know, um, all those kinds of big names are in our community and you can go find more of them over Perfect. there. Perfect. And I'll have links in the descriptions for the website and Candace's uh, YouTube channel. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Well, Silo, it's been fun. I'm going to scoot. Okay. You take care. Okay. Thank you for everything. Bye. bye for now. Bye, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening to me. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Or to us all. Right. Bye. Okay. Next thing you hear the wave of light. Now, this is more of the light worker community, a wave of light. Have you gotten any information on that? Any updates? The wave of light. Do you want to say a bit more about it? Is it like a, a community? Is it a... Well, no, it's more like uh, a wave of light going over the earth. That's how I, I was explained. A wave of light or, or part of the solar flash or... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anything like, you know, it seems like yeah. those go hand in hand. 
Yes, I see what you mean. So earlier we spoke about the waves, right? So you have the three waves of volunteers that Dolores wrote about, and we talk about there's a fourth wave that I believe that's coming in. Now, I, I came across, and that's what I would call the fourth wave, is this light oh. that you're referring to. Mm -hmm. okay. Because I came, I came across it about two years ago. That the fact is, I feel that there's a lot of people resonating with this golden light and diamond light. So I know that there are people that dupe themselves as rainbow children and indigo children and things like mm, that. Okay. And, and now it is the golden and diamond light. And I've seen a lot of pictures where these diamond type um, light configurations which show up on walls and, and in weird places, you'll just be walking and you, you'll see these, these diamond, they, they kind of look like this and they'll appear out of nowhere. And I've had it myself and I've had other people as well. And they could come as one or they can come as multiples. And it is, it is a strange phenomena because it, it would appear where there's no reflections or there, there's no reason for how or why they would show up. So that is a strange phenomena, phenomena that I've come across and hopefully some of the viewers would be able to resonate and maybe they have seen something similar too. And it's, it's a form of, of this light I feel that you are referring to. Have you heard of anything like that before? So this is like a light that you see on the wall or a light that you see on an object or something? Yes. Yeah. They appear on the walls. Okay. Mostly. Yeah. I've seen them appear on the walls and all the pictures that I've seen that clients have sent in, they've been on walls. Perfect. No, it's new information to me. Well, if you're watching this video, comment below, share your experience and, and any information right. on that. That would be interesting to find out more information about is there a reason for it or any information purpose for it i feel the light is shown more to those that would like to have that et connection mm. or their extraterrestrial um contact so when you speak to your cosmic brothers and sisters i feel that is their way of communicating with us right now that's interesting okay what are some of the things that any tips or advice of how to raise your vibration and how to protect yourself from negative energies? There is a lot, I think, that we could share here is, first of all, don't fall into the fear factor. Okay, if you feel like you're falling into fear, what is that fear? Let's recognize what it could be and what we can do to step out of that. And secondly, surround yourself with positive people. If you are going to surround yourself with people that are conspiracy theorists, and, and I, I say that because when you go down that rabbit hole, it can get very negative very quickly. Yes, and yes. You, don't, you, don't you see a lot of negative as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And it's fine to acknowledge that and understand what's happening, mm -hmm. but don't dwell there. Yes. It's important to shift your focus to the positive. And I'm not saying as... Candace said spiritual bypassing we don't want to oversee it as ignoring it or it doesn't exist yes it's there but I want to rather concentrate on what differences I can make in people's lives or what difference I can make in my own life by 
bringing in positivity and light. Yeah, it's a great point because, you know, you can go down these rabbit holes and get into the anger and the fear and the upsetness. And then that just upsets you and takes you down. And, you know, you have to look at it. You have to look through it and look past it and then rise above that. So. Yeah. And, and the thing is, as well, we feel like we want to be rescued you know why is this taking place why is this happening and we need to realize we are the ones that got us in this mess we are the only ones that can get ourselves out of this mess it's not about someone from the outside coming in saving us and pulling us out of this hole that we find ourselves in we need to take action ourselves yes yes would that also, would you have anything else to add to what can we do to help out with the changes of the new earth? Changes to the new earth. Is there anything that we can do to help? The first message that comes to me is help yourself. We are, I had a conversation with a client yesterday. And the thing is, we, we continuously focus on what's broken. And we don't necessarily see what we have in front of us. What do we have that we are grateful for what do we have that's going right if you look back how far have you come we need to look at everything that has gone right for us instead of everything that has gone wrong and it's like we when we see aspects of ourselves that are whole it's like we oversee those aspects mm. and we concentrate on what needs fixing you know and we const constantly concentrate on what is broken and we put more energy into that instead of what's gone right and let's create more of what's gone right and you know the world we want to see for ourselves so that is where i feel we need to concentrate and put our focus put the focus on you on where you see yourself going rather than concentrating on on the world and everything that is out of your control just bring everything back to you. And if everyone does that, maybe we'll find a common ground instead of judging, right? Because there's such a big divide that's going on right now within so many communities. For someone that's watching this, is there any tips or advice on tips to say, hey, here's some advice on how to bring this to you, how to make this for you? Mm. Spend more time with you. Meditate. Mm try and find yeah, that all the time <laughs> yeah you know and it doesn't have to be sitting in silence because so many people that i have spoken to says but i can't meditate i can't sit still my thoughts keep getting in the way yes your thoughts will be there but it's not about getting rid of them it's more about filtering the worrying thoughts and the repetitive thoughts of daily life and getting the information the guidance from your higher self and your guides come through you can't completely eliminate thoughts but it's also about not just sitting still but you can have a walking meditation or do something creative yes, because yeah um our our information our guidance comes through our creative mind not through our analytical mind because that's where we overthink and overanalyze so it's through being creative it's through our our we're making it up you know our imagination that is where we're going to receive that guidance of what we should be doing 
where we feel our inspiration is taking us and what we would like to do. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. I love it. That is perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, I think this next question is more for you anyway, because you probably have more experience than what I do with it. Okay. But we're all part of it as well. And you hear about this. So there's this thing that's called the Great Reset. Mm -hmm. The Great Reset form. Is that more for the new earth or is that more for the nwo oh that's a very interesting question i feel the great reset the new world order wants to take control over mm -hmm. um, i feel like they feel like they're losing control because the market has opened to so many other currencies that they don't have control over oh so, interesting so it is actually, and, and when we look at the new passport system, right, mm -hmm. it is a way of trying to control the people. And they are implementing or trying to crash this, the system, the financial system. But no, I feel it's definitely part of a new society for our new world, not theirs. That's perfect. That is well said. Good information. <laughs> Was there anything that you wanted to talk about today? You're like, oh, geez, this would be a good topic. Why aren't you asking this question? Is there anything that you feel like we should be talking about next? There is so much happening in the world, and it's about where you want to place your focus on right now. Okay. Um, my focus right now for me and what's showing up in my life and my own sessions is the fact that everything that's happening is because you are creating that. Where your attention is, is what you're creating. And I find that we place our attention on external topics and subjects and we, and maybe it could be a codependency thing where we feel like we need other people and we need, and, and yes, we do need other people. We are part of a society. But when it comes to us, it's like you don't need to rely on other people necessarily to be fulfilled. You can be those things yourself. Like, for example, if I'm here with you today and I feel great joy being on this um, interview with you. But you're not giving me that joy. That joy comes from me. It's just the experience of this that's creating it. But I'm feeling it, right? So we need to realize that every experience is us. Even though the circumstances is creating us to feel that. It's not the other individual that is giving you that experience. It's you giving you that experience. So wow. bring everything back to you. Perfect. Perfect. Well said. Well said. Next thing, if you could just tell everybody what you do, if there's any links and if there's any way, what's the best way to get in touch with you, communicate with you, whether it's social media or anything that you're interested in sharing. Sure. So my website is chrisillalewis.com. And basically everything is funneled from there. You can find my YouTube channel because I have my own YouTube channel too. So you can find me on there. You can find me at quantumhealers.com. That's where I am with Candice. 
I am a multidimensional channel and medium, but as well, I'm, I do spiritual mentorship. So mm -hmm. if you find that you'd like to learn how to meditate more, or you'd like to connect with your guides more or whatever rabbit hole you want to go down to, <laughs> you know, I'll be, I'll be there guiding you all the way. So you can reach me out at chrysalalewis.com. Perfect. Perfect. And I'll have all those links in the description. And if I can't find something, I'll, contact you and i'll get it for you but i'll have all those links in the description so you can make it easier to find all find all these uh juicy informations and get in touch with her as well did you have fun today would you be interested in doing this again if anything else comes through because it seems like some good information comes through your sessions yeah sure absolutely i would love to work with you more i enjoy working and being on screen with like-minded people and Perfect. getting the message out there. So if there is, if there is a specific topic, yes, let's dive in and, and let's explore that. Perfect. So make sure you subscribe. So the next time a video comes out, you'll be notified about it. Well, is there anything that you want to add before we wrap this up and tell the audience goodbye? No, thank you very much for watching and tuning in. And don't forget to press that notification bell on Jason's YouTube. Oh, nice touch. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, I want everybody to take care. Have a good day. Have a good night and so on. And this is a series. It's episode four. So this is the new earth versus the new world order. And the best way to experience all the videos is to go to my playlist on my channel, QRE Network and just find the playlist and it'll say new earth versus the nwo and just you'll see all the episodes right there and you can see the connection between each one what's similar what's new and what's more information that it's expanded on and if you listen to this on the podcast all you have to look for is new earth versus the nwo and this is episode four so so far three has been recorded and i got two more in the works so stay tuned all right. I want to tell everybody to take care and have a good night. And Priscilla, I have one, one more question for you off camera. Sure. Perfect. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.